Oh no, look what the cat dragged in. Omar, you look absolutely starving. You can't attend the ball on an empty stomach. So you're hoping to be chosen? Yeah, he wants to be reborn as a thin cat so he can get fat all over again. Welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies with Bryn and Jeremy. <laughs> Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Wait, what was the one? It's the one above that one. There you go. From the creators of Ballin' Out Super and BB Lettuce. Bledis. Generation Lost. <laughs> Visionary director, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> the show about movies that takes itself very seriously. Just kidding. <laughs> Psych. Psych. No, we don't. <laughs> How could you ever believe that? <laughs> I can't even fucking believe you believe that. It's so embarrassing for you. <laughs> Just because of a couple sound effects. What do you think? We take ourselves seriously? You know what else is fucking on this thing? Not serious. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you would have learned your fucking lesson by now, but clearly you haven't. (laughs) Disappointed in you. Seriously and truly. Truly. We're here to play movie trailer sounds and talk about the fucking movies. Talk about the motherfucking movies. Mm -hmm. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. I'm out of the COVID zone. I'm back in person. Back in the real zone. Feeling great. Great. Feeling healthy. Not like I haven't seen my son at all for two weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't think about that part. You can't even like hang out with Nico. Yeah, he's been he's been negative somehow this whole time. And we've been like, well, let's. How do you make how do you do a test like that? You spit on it or something? No, you can like get up in his nose. Oh, you get in the nose and then you put it on the little pregnancy test thing yeah yeah, you never done a, you never did the at home test no oh it's a whole fucking thing you gotta put it up your nose you put it in this little juice there's a juice oh that you mix it into and then you put that on the pregnancy test thing oh that says three drops on i've seen people mm -hmm. post them online yeah dude it's it's a whole fucking thing i i've done so many of them they're not very reliable no well they are really reliable in one way which is that if they're positive you're fucking positive oh they never do a false positive they'll do false negatives they'll never do a false positive mm. so if you're if it says you're positive you're fucking positive so oh. i i just been doing them pretty much every day for the past two weeks <laughs> uh sometimes twice a day uh just because uh, i'd really like to uh see my son in normal conditions again yeah of course are you uh, allowed now not quite yet. Oh, I yeah. still have the faintest line. And right. um, I mean, I can see him, but I have to wear a mask and it sucks. Right, right. But not here. We're raw dog in here yeah, on Generation I have, Loss. I'm vaccinated. I'm full of snake venom mm-hmm. and I've had it 6,000 times. So I don't really <laughs> give a shit. And it's fake. Having and go- the Chinese <laughs> invented it to hurt Donald Trump. That's true. And what else? And, tr- and Donald Trump kindly made us a vaccine that we should all be thanking him for. Absolutely. He juiced us up with the snake venom. <laughs> we should be thanking him for it. Operation Warp Speed was a success. Yeah. And also, he won the election. The Democrats stole it from him. Best American president. Joseph Brandon. Since, uh... Uh, he stuffed the ballot boxes in Pennsylvania. I think we all know this to be true. We all know this to be true. Um, but it's not about our MAGA beliefs mm. are I'm I mean as I've said on Twitter a couple times now I'm dark MAGA <laughs> I'm dark MAGA too yeah but this is a dark MAGA this podcast, is a dark MAGA podcast which means <laughs> it's <laughs> getting really dark <laughs> which oh should I hit the wrong button the difference between MAGA <laughs> and dark MAGA is that you want to every senator that exists <laughs> so <laughs> you gotta hit it you gotta hit it harder for the sensor sound <laughs> it just carries over yeah you could say this is a joke from the premium episode by the way yeah. you're gonna have to you're gonna have to subscribe to the, the generational yeah, patreon you, you, for that you, you want to go into congress and every 
congressperson. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and that's what Dark Mag. That's is. what Dark Mag is. So all anybody about. who's saying they're like, oh, we support Trump, they're lying. Yeah, they're, they're actually saying that they want to every single person in Congress. <laughs> that's right. Yes. <laughs> um, and so that's why we're Dark Maga. Anyway, uh, it's the movie time. It's movie time. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, this show is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> the show is about to get way better. Yeah, we're going to right now we're just playing with the default sounds that are on this soundboard. It's just the regular. It's it's a drums. It's it's a drum kit. Right. But uh but next episode? Next episode, you better believe you are not ready. It's going to be very funny. <laughs> I don't know what's going to be on there, but okay. we're going to figure it out. Yeah, we're going to figure it out. Uh but for now, Jeremy, what did you watch this week? Thank you for asking. You are welcome. I watched a couple of things this week uh, because I've been in the COVID zone and uh, and I needed to occupy my time. So first thing I watched, I want to talk very briefly about, which is uh, we spoke on the premium episode last week about Jackass 4.5. Yeah. And uh, you had said something about how it's more interviewee than the previous ones. More behind the scenesy. More behind the scenesy. And I couldn't really remember... Because I, honest to God, don't think I've seen one of the point fives with the sound on. What? Like <laughs> I've told you this before about the the gay bar that I did a, a comedy oh, yeah, show yeah, yeah, at, yeah, where yeah. it would play it, silence all the time. So I don't think I've ever actually like watched a full point five movie with the sound on. So mm-hmm. I, I decided to to check them out, and I was actually surprised. Two point five is pretty interviewee. It's pretty behind the oh, scenes. Yeah? yeah, there's a lot of Tremaine just talking about like. You know, well, this idea didn't work. We were trying to peel something off of Wild Boys. We tried to do it here and whatever. The thing is, what you don't remember about 2.5 is that it's only an hour long. Mm. And 4.5 is 90 minutes. So to some degree, it's like you're still getting the same amount of extra jackass. Yeah. You're just getting a half hour of more behind the scenes stuff. Which isn't bad. It's just I wanted more stunts. Mm -hmm. But is 3.5 like that? I didn't end up watching 3.5. I just did 2.5. I remember 3.5 being very funny. Mm -hmm. Um I think they filmed a lot for 3.5. I mean, I thought 2.5 was fucking hilarious. It's also very a funny. A very good one was um, they're trying to do the, the... They're trying to do an idea where they cover Wee Man's ass with baby powder mm-hmm. and he farts and it makes a cloud. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then he just ends up shitting. <laughs> <laughs> he's pushing too hard. Yeah, it's like uh, he's dressed as a baby and he's on Knoxville's lap. Right. And Knoxville like puts the baby powder on him and then he he's like he says to the camera, he's like, I don't I don't think it's a fart. <laughs> you just see the little dirt come out. And Knoxville like throws him off and he's like, You dirty little bastard. <laughs> it's very good. Highly recommend Jackass two point five if you've never seen I it. I recommend every Jackass movie there Every is. single thing they've made pretty much, yes. Yeah. Uh so the other thing I watched this week. Uh, which we began discussing briefly off off mic, but we'll discuss for real now. Yes, uh, is Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, yes. the Disney Plus original film. We watched this on the bon- on a bonus on a mm. trailer roundup episode, and uh, we were both fairly intrigued. Yeah, with we were it. both fairly intrigued. We were both generally positive on the idea. Uh, the trailer made it look very good. Uh, it is starring John Mulaney as Chip and um, Andy Samberg as Dale. Yes. Uh, and there's a couple other people in it. Seth Rogen's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other people, but um, how is it? Not good. <laughs> no, uh, I'd actually venture to say bad. Like real bad. Like not real um, bad. Embarrassing and like no. painful to watch. Nope, not embarrassing and painful to watch. I think a lot of the letterbox reviews I saw of it were people saying, "Wow, family movie night was fun this week." Okay, and I was like, okay. Yeah. That's that's the that's audience what you want. for this. That's yeah. what you want out of this. It's a fun family movie. And I wouldn't disagree with that, although I would say it's a confusing family movie. The tone is weird. Really? Yeah, because it's like it's not funny enough to be an adult comedy movie and it's not lighthearted enough to be a kids movie. Hmm. There's like there's like a murder mystery element to it. It's right? not murder, but it's like mutilation. They're like the the plot. Mutilation. <laughs> the basic plot is that Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers was a TV show. We're in a Roger Rabbit sort of a universe where cartoons exist in real life and they, they yeah. are working actors. Uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers is a successful show. Uh, Chip 
or Dale. <laughs> Whichever one is the red nose one. Chip. No, I actually think it's Dale. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think Red, no, you're red right, Nose you're is right. Dale. Yeah, Dale. So yeah. Dale, Dale tries to break off from Chip and Dale and do his own show. It doesn't work. And then Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers gets canceled. And so Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers uh, is over. They go their separate ways. Uh, and then, you know, decades later, they reunite. Uh, I don't rem- even remember why uh, <laughs> they do. And uh, uh, there's uh, the, one of the other guys on the show, Pepper Jack. Um, is that his, or Monterey, Monterey Jack? Jack Monterey yeah. Jack uh, gets uh, abducted, and they're trying to figure out what happened to him. Oh, okay. And um, the I, I is gadget in it. Is ga- who's gadget? The girl mouse. Yeah, yeah. She, little she's in it a little bit, and the little fly. flies in it. Yeah, okay. the little fly guy is very funny. Oh, good. He's um he's voiced by the Allstate guy. Allstate guy. Yeah, the, yeah. The the, 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 like the guy who's like uh the he, deep he's voice. A, yeah, yeah, like a. All state has, yeah, has yeah, yeah. Uh, for for all your all state need like that guy. Yeah. Ooh, what is that guy? So it's name? like it's the little fly, and he's like he's like quoting Maya Angelou and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so he's very there's there's funny stuff. I won't say there's not funny stuff. There's a very funny scene where they're trying to rap, but neither of them can rap. Okay, and so it's like. Uh, my name is Dale, and I don't eat whale. Don't you ever ask me to eat any whale? And he like <laughs> just keeps saying whale over and over again, and then it like they throw it to Chip, and Chip is like, "Oh, my name is Chip, and don't you dare make me eat whale." Because <laughs> <laughs> he just thinks that's how yeah, you rap. So, so that part's funny. There's funny stuff in it, but my biggest complaint, number one biggest complaint, is that the animation just isn't good. Really, which sucks. You know, it's like well, because it's, kind of the point. The of point of it is it's about cartoons, and it's it's a lot of jokes about animation. But the animation doesn't look good. Weird. Like so, Dale is like computer animated. He looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. The computer animated stuff actually looks pretty nice. The the two oh, okay. D animated stuff looks like dog shit. Well, because they're doing it in computers because they're lazy because they oh. want to. Because there's there's stuff that'll happen where they need to use like a real life object. And it's just easier to do that if you computer animate, so you can kind of fuse those things together. Right. Um, now, if they had done it stylistically so that it looked like shitty Saturday morning cell animation, because mm-hmm. that's what it was. It wasn't good animation. But it's it's better than this, and you can and and they make the mistake of showing you clips of the real show, which look better. Which look better. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, that's a big mistake. They do that with Peter Pan as well. Uh, there's Peter a lot Pan's of in it. Yeah, yeah. Peter Pan is the main villain. Um, he's like an aged Peter Pan now. Oh, um, okay. Like, is it kind of like thematically about nostalgia? Yes, and 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 about like Hollywood's craven obsession with IP and existing you know properties and like. But it's a Disney movie. <laughs> yes, and and the, the big the That's other big problem. Thing. So so my biggest problem is the animation, right? Obviously, if the animation was good, I'd be forgiving a lot of other stuff. Really? But once the animation isn't good, you're like, well, what else is wrong here? And 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 one of the biggest problems is that the movie is ostensibly about like IP and 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 rebooting just like the most minuscule of IP just because it already existed, right? Yeah. And and it's joking about that sort of thing and and sometimes it really really hits very well, like there's uh, a scene where Chip is like driving down, you know, Hollywood Boulevard or whatever, like so, somewhere yeah. in LA. He's like, seeing billboards for movies, and they're all like, like ridiculous reboot ideas. Like one of them is like Batman versus ET, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But the really funny one is Meryl Streep is Mister Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> so like you'll have jokes like that where you're like, oh, this is this is funny and I get what you're doing here. And it's funny that you're using Chip and Dale because that's such a weird IP to like yeah. drag up and, and literally turn people haven't thought about them in 20 years. Exactly. And that's the premise of the movie more or less. Um, but the problem is that it can't really make up its mind as to like, it's, it's parodying this, but it's also trading in this and like not in a way, like you don't get, you don't get free points just because you're aware of what you're doing. You, you know, know you're craving. You know you're doing this thing, <laughs> and so like, it's it's almost worse because you're making jokes about it, but still doing it. You know, it's like there there's a joke about like this modern um, tendency to like hire a famous actor to do voiceover for your movie. Yeah, and and 
to just have them doing their regular voice, right? Mm-hmm. And the joke is that it's Seth Rogen, right? And so Seth Rogen sounds like Seth Rogen. He can't sound like anybody else. <laughs> they even have him do the Rogen laugh. You know, like everything about him is is Seth Rogen. They even make his face look like Seth Rogen. Right. And then there's a scene later where they really hammer this point home where Seth Rogen like bumps into a couple of other characters and they're all Seth Rogen and they all talk <laughs> like Seth Rogen and that's just it. That's uh-huh. the joke, right? And that's funny and that's an interesting thing to point out except for the fact that your main characters are John Mulaney talking like John Mulaney and Andy Samberg talking like Andy Samberg. Right. Like you don't you don't get off the hook for that. <laughs> you did you didn't you explicitly didn't hire the original Chippendale voice actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't hire voice actors in general, you hired famous people. But now you're saying like isn't it funny that we recognize that we do it yeah that we did this or but even worse it's like you're trying to almost like separate yourself from it by being like we're making fun of that fact with our characters who are literally doing that right (laughs) um that's yeah it seems really i guess that's kind of what i was worried about that mm -hmm. disney wouldn't be able to actually make fun of itself yes to in a skewering way Mm -hmm. because because they they can't be like, don't watch the movie. Right. Like, <laughs> don't be mad at us for making this movie. Uh, so I don't know. there's that. And then, so the, the idea of like, you know, it's a family kids movie. It's for little babies, whatever. Right. Sure. Like that's, that's all well and good, except for the fact that like the, the plot deals in like, you know, uh, Monterey Jack gets abducted into this mutilation thing because he's a drug addict like he's a he not like not a real drug but it's like cheese cheese? yeah but like they're very clearly treating cheese like it's a drug and and you know they go to a cheese dealer and he's like you guys cops you know like (laughs) it's very plainly this is drugs and then later on like somebody makes a joke about peter pan looking old and he's like hey we're all heading towards death you know like there's like dark stuff like that in there where you're like well this isn't really for kids this isn't really for kids these aren't the kind of jokes that i would put in a kids movie (laughs) (laughs) is it rated pg i think so yeah Mm -hmm. so it's 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 unclear what the goal of this movie is what it's for who it's for (laughs) what like the ultimate message of it is right what's the stance of it what is the stance yeah because ultimately like the the I mean, I want you to watch it and we'll talk about it next week because you have it on your computer. Yeah, I was going to watch it. And like, I don't want to like ruin any of it for you because you're literally about to watch it. Like if you were going <laughs> to watch it in like a couple weeks, I wouldn't give a shit and I'd, I'd, I'd just say it. But like, I, I'm curious what you're, we'll talk about this more next week. Okay. Let, let's, let's resolve to do that because we're also at 17 minutes. So it's time to talk to you about what you watched this week. I watched a brand new cool show that I hope people are interested in hearing about called Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like, I think I said this on an episode already, but there's a Jim Gaffigan bit where he's like, you hate watching a movie that's like, was famous, like popular 10 years ago. And he's like, I just watched Heat. I want to talk about it now. <laughs> um, but I'd never seen Game of Thrones and you told me to watch it. And I watched it. And right. uh, I watched season one. You're you're at the end of season one. I now. finished season one. So season one ends with the last second to last episode ends with Ned's head getting yes, cut yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. So so King Robert dies. Joffrey takes over. Ned yeah. dies. And the last um, episode, Carl Drogo. Carl Drogo dies too, right? Car- well, no. Carl gets hit. No, no. He like he he's like suffers an infection mm. and then sh- the oh she turns him into like a weird undead guy and then kills him yeah, yeah yeah and then they're burning Carl's body and he um then she goes in the fire and and the emerges with the eggs yeah and that's the last shot yeah yeah, yeah. and 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 the rest of the Stark family are all kind of like scattered to the winds right like rob is like i'm gonna fucking avenge my father john uh-huh. is at the wall the mom aria is like trying to survive in they, king's landing they crown rob the king in the north mm. and the mom is like i'm with you and like we're gonna go find and kill them all yeah john snow's all up in the in the north it, on the wall and uh yeah everyone's sort of scared Sans, sansa is mm-hmm. like being oh yeah she's being Gregor. groomed to to Gregor uh sander got sander joffrey 
Joffrey is like yeah. beating her and shit. Um, making her look at the her father's oh, yeah. dead head or whatever. Uh-huh. It's real rough. Yeah. And she's like wants to kill herself. Yeah, it's brutal. Arya is like pretending to be a boy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> has she met the the weird dude yet? I don't think so. The weird guy who like talks in like poems all the time. Mm-mm. Nice. All right. Her like look forward to that in season two. Her father's friend like whisked her away as he was being beheaded and like brought her to like some sort of small area where like right, poor right, people right. are. Oh, and the guy who was the um, blacksmith who is like has like a rightful. He's like somebody's. Oh yeah, real yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I forget his name. I don't know. He's going to factor into the plot going forward. There's a lot of fucking people in this show. There's a lot of people. And Um, there's going to be even more going (laughs) forward. Uh, It's Chris is a big. Germ head. Like knows everything. Like the books and shit. The books and shit. My brother's like that. Knows all of the like 300 years ago. This guy united the seven. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, It's not that complicated. And it's like clearly based off of real world history and like so it's like you know there's power struggles we're entering this moment where the seven kingdoms are breaking apart Mm -hmm. because of like sort of a struggle for power um the north seems like it's going to become its own thing now the dothraki are like about to have a new queen and she's gonna she's trying to come to what is king's landing is that where the tar oh okay and um She's a Targaryen. She's the Targaryen. Yeah, they're the Lannisters. Oh, right. Lannisters. Um, oh, yeah. And Tyrion is cool. He's nice. And he's about to go to King's Landing to be the hand of Joffrey's hand. Yes, 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 yes. What has he been up to otherwise? He is was at the front lines. He got... Oh, no. the wife, Oh, that's right. They Catelyn, had him at the siege thing and he gets like stepped on and shit. Well, Catelyn kidnaps him and then puts him in like a sky jail. Where there's like yes, no wall. Sky jail. <laughs> and then I forgot all of this stuff. <laughs> God damn, there's so much shit that happens in that fucking show. Yeah. And then she wants him to die because she thinks he tried to kill Bran. Right, right, right. And, then, and he gets out from the trial by combat. And because, then he's uh, like fucking around with like weird wildling guys, right? Braun. Yeah. His Oh, Braun, his sexy friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. His his like sort of baller friend who doesn't give a shit. Yeah, helps. Braun rules. And and like the lady's like you didn't fight with honor he's like he did yeah that <laughs> shit dead. sucks actually that's stupid uh, yeah <laughs> uh so they go to the dad's the lannister dad's mm. like camp and and they're supposed to fight in the battle and Tyrion just gets like stomped into the mud yeah, instantly he gets knocked out and then we don't see the battle and uh yeah. which chris was complaining about because apparently it's like they didn't have enough money at that time Oh, so, interesting. Like I, in the, in I always book, assumed it was because it was told from Tyrion's perspective. So like he gets knocked out. So he doesn't know. Apparently in the book, there's like a battle and it's an important battle. And then oh, interesting. it's just like you don't see it because he gets knocked out. Um, so, yeah, it's a real interesting show. It's cute and fun. Mm. It's uh, it's funny how bad some of it is or not bad, but like how little money they had is like very apparent that's interesting yeah because especially because like the last season is like so laden with special effects and, and shit. looks incredible yeah well because it's like 10 years right so yeah. like this- and at this point it's like yeah i get it to some degree because it's like you really don't know if this show is gonna work right. like you really don't know it's kind of its own sopranos in a way where it's like like sopranos is kind of like it, it, it is kind of pioneering the idea of TV being good and Game of Thrones <laughs> is pioneering the idea of TV being expensive and sure. they're kind of like in this first season HBO is probably to some degree being like hey I'm sorry but we really I mean we don't know if anybody's even going to give a shit about this show right. nobody really can tell you like high fantasy isn't exactly you know like it's not, it's not like printing money right now. <laughs> like yeah, it's I, been I a mean, decade since Lord of the Rings. Because it came out in what, 2010? Something like that, yeah. Um, it, What's really interesting is like stylistically, 2011, they don't seem to know exactly what the style is. Mm-hmm. Like they're cl- like what's so interesting to me is how how much they're falling on tropes of 
like Xena and, mm-hmm. you know, sliders and stuff where they go back in time where it's like they're trying to make it look good, but no one's really done that to fantasy, like yeah. except for Lord of the Rings. And even Lord of the Rings kind of looks cheesy in places. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my opinion, I don't know. I agree. Cheesy. Um, and they had gazillions of dollars. So they're really trying and I think at the time it must have been incredibly impressive because it's almost rarely looks like that. But it makes me notice stuff I wouldn't normally notice. Like cinematography is something that I care about. Obviously, I like movies and I want the movie to look good. But like lighting decisions are something that's very hard for me unless they're really apparent. Like, for example... In Double Life of Veronique, we talked a lot about the lighting decisions. Yeah. But we rarely are talking about like, oh, the drop shadows or like the key lighting is off. And like, I don't really give a shit about that much. I'm not that technical of a person. Yeah. Unless it unless it's like, like really bold and in your face and like you have to notice it. It's not really something you're going to talk about. Whereas in this one, they pioneered the look of a really slick looking fantasy show so much that when it misses that mark it's really apparent Mm. like there's a couple scenes there's a couple shots where like when daenerys is eating the heart oh yeah she's like straight up overhead lit and her like so much of her body is like blown out yeah and she's like she's like straight at the camera as i recall yeah yeah and it's like really weirdly like framed in that way too where you're like why is she like in a wes anderson movie like she's like <laughs> looking directly at the camera as she eats this heart right. it does and it's i feel like they would have more recently you know later on in the show they would have like color graded it more blue or like more red or something to like say something about like where she is yeah but it's just like white yeah, yeah, and yeah, weird, and like then there's fire, and it's like they didn't really know what to do in certain cases, and it's really interesting to see them figure it out. Yeah, because it ends up looking great. This sort of like weird mixture between like Harry Potter and Three Hundred and Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and like I don't know. I feel like later seasons of Game of Thrones almost look like uh, like Arrival, or or you know what I mean. I was gonna say they they almost start to look like Bourne movies. Well, yeah, I guess in the in the in the worst cases yeah they yeah. they do end up too slick um but i think in the beautiful aspects one of like the night walkers or whatever the white walkers and yeah, the white night walkers. king and yeah, stuff night king. um like and the dragons like it looks really slick and has this very polished specific world feel and that's just like not here yet it's really yeah. interesting the dragon scenes like they're really cute but it looks like they don't know what they're doing exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the story is clearly well written because the books are very good. And and you have like a million pages to condense into a small show. Yeah. That's really what they have going for them at that stage of the series, right? Is that there's like so much shit to work with that's all pretty good that you have your choice of stuff and you can like really whittle it down into a nice lean little product. Right. And that ha- that worked for them for like six seasons. Yeah. And then they stopped having books. Yeah. And then we all know how that ended. It's never going to finish. That dude is not finishing that book series. (laughs) He literally, last month, I think, published a blog. He was like, it's almost done. (laughs) I just don't believe him. And I don't think he's ever going to do it. I think he's, I mean, he's not young. He's going to fucking die. Like He's a fat old guy. He's definitely going to (laughs) die. I bet he'll be done. I think he probably has one of them done. I just think he's like a fucking, he's like a a Venture Brothers type of guy where it's like, he's really obsessed with himself as creator where he's like, you can't rush creativity. And it's like, yes, you fucking can. Like (laughs) every other creative in the world does it, you know, like, sure. But they're mostly not good. <laughs> sure, but there are great things too, like like yeah. like the Sopranos. The Sopranos came out every year. You know, like there's great it's stuff true. that people do to a fucking deadline. You know, and and for whatever reason, the like, creativity is given this sort of like high, sort of like ununderstandable like magic to it, where like <laughs> you're allowed to have writer's block. You know, like but yeah. but like a builder is not allowed to have builder's block. You know, like a fucking ditch digger doesn't get to have ditch digger's block. They do though like writer's block is ju- is a thing that we just like accept as a thing right and uh-huh. and 
I've just always found it very frustrating to, to like hear about his process where he's like, you know, I don't really plan these books. They just kind of like, like I have the characters and I let them go where they'll go. And, and, you know, I plant the seeds and I watch them grow and, and I, you know, move it that way. And it's like, yeah, this probably would be going a lot better if you fucking planned it. <laughs> if you had a plan for where this shit was going, you know? Well, the wild thing about him is that it's not like he's not writing. Like, he's doing other stuff. Yeah. Like, he's got multiple books have come out mm-hmm. about I got no problem things. with him doing other stuff. And I got no problem, honestly, with him not finishing this series. If he doesn't sure. want to finish it, he shouldn't finish it. <laughs> but it's just like, I, I, I'm always so frustrated by this, like, this language and this attitude that we have towards artists where we're like, well, you can't rush creativity, you know? The sure. Venture Brothers is, like, is such a serious piece of art that took, you know, like, <laughs> 20 years of, of a season every five years. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's not that good. <laughs> I've never seen it. It's not the fucking Sistine Chapel, you know? <laughs> yeah, he did that. He whipped that shit up in a month. He did the Sistine Chapel all in one go, you know? <laughs> Some people are different, I guess. Some of us are built different. Yeah. I, I feel like I've only ever worked on a deadline. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't do anything unless I have a deadline. Yeah. Like, every time I've ever write, written anything and finished it, it's because someone was like, I need this, or you're going to get kicked out of school. Yes. Or you're going to get fired or whatever. Like, or, I mean, even or just, just gonna impose let some... your own thing, you know? Like, if well, you impose your own deadline, that. like, I don't know. That's I find impossible it, for me. I find it very helpful to to even, like... I mean, you have to just, like, convince yourself that, like, you're going to die if you don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I know I'm not. Yeah. I, like, I mean, I've been writing more music recently, but it's just because I want to. Like, I don't know how to be, like, I have to. Because it's, like, okay, the day passed. It it The only thing that does, that happens is it makes me feel bad about myself. Yeah. You know? And I'm just, like, oh, I, I guess I suck at doing it, so why would I so you know it's very helpful is is to um and folks at home this will probably be helpful for you as well uh is to just imagine that your audience cares way more than they do (laughs) because i can't even tell you how many years of on-time episodes of 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 our podcast of of ball net super of my youtube show how many episodes have come out just because i was like people are gonna be mad if this doesn't come out (laughs) nobody ever cares we just skipped a week like two weeks ago and like i didn't even hear a fucking peep about it nobody even said like hey take the time off like nobody said anything (laughs) (laughs) people don't give a shit who's listening to this who's even listening to this thousands of people apparently (laughs) uh yeah it's weird I don't know, but my my trick for myself to get anything done is to work collaboratively and just have mm. people to let down. Like, stay inside is a group of people who will be mad at me if I don't, like, have stuff done. Yeah. And, like, the, we need this, Brandon, or we need your part, we need your lyrics, we need... And so it, then it gets done, and now yeah. I have records. But if I didn't... if I've, I've never written a solo anything. Ever. Yeah. I can't do it. It's too hard. Like, I have, like, little parts and pieces and half songs and like that's uh, it's all it never finishes so I, I i understand i don't think that i can't imagine germ ever finishing but no it's not fucking happening i also don't care i've never read a single one nope and i <laughs> never will well folks it's time for the movie that we watched this week Cats. Cats. <laughs> <laughs> it is the end of musical month and we are watching the classic andrew lloyd weber musical cats the film adaptation from 2018 2019 oh really was that uh i think it might have been 2019 yeah um cats 2019 film directed by tom hooper yes who directed uh a lot of musical movies he's done and a lot of other movies and shit i I was surprised. I I looked him up because I was like, who the fuck directed this? <laughs> and I looked him up. I like his work. I love Tom Hooper. I well, straight up, he's made stuff I really like. He made uh, The Damned United is a very good movie. I didn't see that one. And um, uh, he made the John Adams HBO miniseries, which Ooh, I really liked. Yeah. That is good. Uh, he also directed The King's Speech, which won mm. an Academy Award, which was fine and good. Yeah. It's good. It's it's a weird one. It's one of those things where it won a best picture and people are like, no, right. It's not that good, but it is good. It's a cute movie. Yeah. Uh, he made Le Miserable, 
Les Miserables. Which I feel like people have, that have movie clowned on. is insanely bad. Yeah. Um, he made some very strange decisions, which were to film the entire... First of all, make all of the actors actually sing, mm-hmm. which Hugh Jackman can do, Russell Crowe cannot, um, and then film everything in close-up, like right here, like really close-up face shots, Yeah, the whole movie. And it it's like disorienting and uncomfortable and claustrophobic from the beginning to the end. And that movie has like big set pieces. There's like war, but it's like all done like tracking their faces like pot. It's so strange. Um, and then he did the Danish girl, which I thought was very good. Uh, and then he did cats. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and cats is, I don't know how to say anything about this movie. Okay. So cats. So I, I saw this movie in 2019. You saw it in theaters, right? No, I, I was unable to, my friends who told me to go see RRR and like are my big bad movie friends were like, you must, they saw it twice. Mm. And I really, honestly, watching this, I was like so mad at myself yes. for not going to see it you in theaters. I wanted to, now, having watched it twice now, I want to watch it in theaters. Uh, they told me to go see it, and I don't know if I even trusted them at the time. When I watched it on tel- my television the first time, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, and I couldn't believe how I was reacting to it. <laughs> I cannot even express to you how much fun i had watching this <laughs> i had the best time i loved it i think it's one of my favorite movies we've ever watched on this show uh it's it's definitely like i think the the only comparison to it and i i can't remember if we made this comparison before but the only comparison for it is aquaman it's the only sure. thing that's like this that i think i've ever seen it's it's more than Aquaman. It's like it has no interest in doing anything but making you feel insane. Yes, the whole time. The whole time, and it just like there's it's, not a story. It's like they. It's it's like <laughs> your brain is like a towel that's wet, and they're just wringing it and wringing it and wringing it, and just trying to get all of the fucking juice out of it until your brain is just bone dry. <laughs> all of the serotonin is gone. And you're just like, well, I guess I'm going to bed now. <laughs> That's what watching Cats feels like. Yes. So the story of Cats, well, as, there as we wanna, know it I, to be. I want to be clear. There isn't one. There isn't one. Uh, the story of Cats. I think the musical is different from the movie. Uh, okay. Because I know I know some of the music of this bef- from before this, right? Because of my, my dark musical theater past. Right. Um, I know Your some of the songs, my dark mega past. <laughs> uh, I know some of the songs from cats, uh, just from like auditions and shit like that. And uh-huh. like people showing me and whatever. I knew the Mr. Mistopheles song really well. And I remembered it being like much more like big and boisterous okay. than it's presented in the movie. It's presented really like wienerish in the movie. He's kind of like a little pussy and he's like, I'm Mr. Mistopheles. Like, I remembered him being like this larger than life, like giant of a man, uh-huh, like a cat of a cat. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I remembered it being much bigger than this. So anyway, that, that, that all being said, I've never seen the whole show, so I don't know for sure if stuff is different, but what's, at the very least, Mr. Mistopheles is different. What's the other big one? Uh, the miracles or what is it? Memory? Memory. Yeah. Memory. Memory. That's the big song from the show that I've heard a million times. I've definitely heard that song. Uh, it's a beautiful song. It, it's, it's pretty. Song. It's, it's pretty good. This movie is demented. Yes, it's demented and fucked up on so okay. on levels that I'm unable to. So, I still can't wrap my mind around it. So the story of cats. <laughs> we open on a cat. Uh, she's in a fucking pillowcase. She's been thrown out of a car window, and she's in an alley in Victorian era London. Right. And um, she, they, th- these other cats gather around, and they help her out of the bag. She comes out. She's like, "What the fuck is up, everybody?" And they're like, "What's up, dude? Uh, we're gonna sing a very long song about what Jellicle means." All right. And, now I'm gonna and stop. And by the on. end of this song, you're not gonna know what Jellicle means. I, I've seen the movie twice. I still don't know. I'm gonna stop you there and point out that these are humans naked humans yeah they're completely naked they have fur though they're Mm -hmm. furries they have human feet and human hands which i don't like they their faces are just regular faces but instead of hair they have ears 
They have tails. Um, and they're tiny. This was the thing that's the first time I started watch. I, I just was laughing the whole time for the first five minutes because they're small mm. and the sets are big. Yeah. And there's, I think in that first scene, like one person, like you see the person like drop the bag. Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And then the, the it's a small pillowcase and then inside it is a tiny cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like weirdly too small for cats yeah the 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 scaling of things is weird it doesn't make any they're sense. not the right size for all the shit around them like props are like sometimes too big sometimes too small yeah the biggest one that i noticed was that mice and roaches are very weirdly <laughs> proportioned to them right also humans also in costumes but uh, but tiny oh right, right right the roaches and the and the mice are humans in costumes but they're tiny but they're too tiny for the cats yeah anyway so <laughs> our main cat woman whose name i don't think we do we even know i think you I, know victoria the victoria. white cat all right sure victoria she's our main cat she's kind of our our marty mcfly she's our 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 pov character she's our luke we're learning about the world of the cats through her yeah in the first song we learn jellical is a very big word for them but we don't know what it means necessarily it just seems like it's a positive thing like if you're jellical it's a good thing uh, it's great does it it's mean really important does it mean brave does it mean smart does it mean strong what does it mean we don't know but it's a positive it's kind of like um it's 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 like in uh, in in an early South Park bit, uh, the the planet Marklar, where every word is Marklar, or in oh, yeah. uh, in that uh, Sasha Baron Cohen movie where it's Aladdin, like the the guy who like replaces a bunch of words with Aladdin. So Jellicle's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. So we learn about Jellicle. We also learn about their caste system. That there's like cats who are street cats. There's cats who are house cats. Right. There's cats who are fat. There's cats who are lazy. There's cats who are mean and mean evil. and whatever. And 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 we also learn about this sort of like cat god, the everlasting cat. Uh huh. <laughs> there's some sort of a religion in the world of cats. But this all doesn't really matter. It's just it's window dressing for what this show really is, which is a long introduction <laughs> to every cat every that's ca- ever existed and you you might think okay they introduce the characters and then the movie starts about an hour into the movie you're like surely this is the last one yeah this is the last cat who gets to sing a song about their name and who they are and what they're sort of absolutely not general that's <laughs> all this movie is until the last song you then skimble shanks happens the railroad cat mm. and you're like this is it right i guess that's it that's what the movie is and you're right the movie is simply a cat introducing themselves forever yes and then at the very end there's a song there's a wrap up, up yeah. that's like cats <laughs> are not dogs and uh we're cats and <laughs> here's how you talk to cats anyway so so victoria victoria the main cat victoria the main cat uh, she meets all of our other cat ensemble for the most part, uh, and they explain to her that uh, they're cats. And, <laughs> they uh, certainly are, and sometimes they're mean, and sometimes they're evil, and sometimes they're nice, sometimes they're very clever, sometimes, sometimes they're, they're just steamboat cat. Yep, all sorts of cats. So, uh, <laughs> so, so they explain to her that there's a thing called the Jellicle Ball, and the Jellicle Ball is going to be the kind of the central thing of the movie, but somehow also somewhere that we don't spend enough time. Do we see the Jellicle Ball? We do, yes. We do. Uh, we do. We see we see the Jellicle Ball for sure. But is that where McCavity steals one of them? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Um, that's where De- that's, Deuteronomy gets stolen. Yes, that's the that's the Jellicle Ball. Um, yeah, it's hard to understand exactly <laughs> when the Jellicle Ball happens and why it matters. Why it matters. So so what is explained is the Jellicle Ball is a it's a once a year activity where all the cats. Uh, get together they sing a song and th- and they really explain this too they say this is the, you sing a song and she's like what about and they say oh you know your name what you do <laughs> <laughs> as we all know as we know, it's the most important things about you so uh they're like so the jellicle ball whoever the 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 queen of cats uh her name is deuteronomy whatever she decides is the most jellicle of all gets to be reincarnated <laughs> right <laughs> they get to start their next life in in these sort of like nine lives cats fashion right uh you get to live your you get to start your next life uh she decides it for you so mm-hmm. she's like i still don't really get it and they're like well let's go look at somebody who's training 
uh, for their their Jellicle Ball appearance. Right. And it's uh, a fat cat, a fat house cat, who's played by Rebel uh, Rebel Wilson. What's her name? Yeah, yeah, Rebel Wilson, and her name is Jenny Annie Dots. Yes, and 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 she is a Gumby cat. I don't know what that means. Doesn't matter. It seems like it's kind of like you're a fat, fat cat, but also like active. Um, because <laughs> she's she's slim thick. Because because <laughs> her because her whole thing is that she's like. She's like a house cat, so she's a little spoiled, but she's like really into the mice and and the roaches and training them to do shit. Right. Um, so it's at this point that I have to say, uh, Rebel Wilson and and um, what's his name from the late night show who we just said? J- uh, uh, what is that guy's name? He plays uh, Bustopher Jones. Bustopher right? Jones. What is that dude's name? We James 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 Corden Corden. So Rebel Wilson yeah, and James Corden into the woods. They uh, they made an appearance at the Academy Awards that year, uh, dressed in their cats' outfits. Right. And they made a joke about how the CG was bad. Did they? They did. Yeah. And and I want to say right here and now, that's not what's wrong with this movie. <laughs> that is Absolutely not what's wrong with this not. movie. A lot was made out of the CG in this movie, and I do think the CG is bad. Don't get me wrong. Well, I think there's some some bad stuff in here. There's visually some bizarre shit going on. Well, there's bizarre shit going on generally. Just and, generally, and yes. it's like, is it the is it that the CGI is bad, or is it that the movie is insane? Yeah. And what they're trying to do is insane, and it looks crazy because yes. that's kind of the point. Either way, the two of them absolute fucking monsters for throwing those animators under the fucking bus how much fucking work this movie was that's the one thing about this is it looks like shit but you watch every scene of this movie and you're like that is labor that is work that is people working way harder than james corden has ever worked in his fucking life for this movie was a hundred million dollars like just knowing the fact that it it got released and then it was bad. And then a week later, they were like, actually, we have an updated version with better graphics. You know how hellish <laughs> that week was for those fucking animators. Oh, yeah. People worked really hard on this movie. And it drives me fucking bananas <laughs> that James Corden and Rebel Wilson like threw them all under the fucking bus like right. that. So anyway. And I'm sure it was that written for them by producers. I'm but sure. But they, they are, they didn't have they a are gun human the- adults who could have made a fucking decision to say, actually, those people work way harder than us. Actors don't work hard. We have a very easy life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're human adults and they did not have a gun to their head to say yeah. that. Also, the movie was a big flop. It only made $75 million off of their $100 yeah. million dollar budget. Um, one of the biggest flops of the decade, I believe. Probably. Um, yeah. So, so we're 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 in the Gumby Cat house. We're but you're learning right. about a Gumby Cat. I don't think the movie looks bad. I I, I don't know if I think the. Movie, I think it looks insane. I think it's right. kind of like um. Bad it, is not the it's, word. <laughs> it's Aquaman is a very good comparison because Aquaman looks insane all the time. Well, and and this looks insane all the time. Like de aging Willem Dafoe is insane yeah the cgi hair in every scene of that movie is insane but it doesn't look bad it doesn't look bad it, looks no, awesome. it just looks crazy <laughs> and you're like why did you do this <laughs> and all the other stuff is like the lobster king and, yeah. the, and the big octopus playing the drums that yeah. it looks like a cartoon the thing so. with the thing with cats is that the problem isn't that the cats don't look good the problem is no. that the the idea of them is bad like (laughs) like the fur looks great it does the way that they integrate the face into the fur looks pretty fucking good but the design of them to make them naked humans the fact that they're naked humans (laughs) that are like writhing around and like constantly doing like weird sexual gestures at each other (laughs) is really weird that's the problem there's no amount of cgi where that would be okay and 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 the fact of the movie overall is that it's based on the musical cats which is crazy which is crazy <laughs> because angela lloyd weber is a, is a pervert and a <laughs> mentally ill person who's crying out for help with every musical he yeah. writes and is like <laughs> i'm feeling fucked up please come to this show and give me money yeah <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so Victoria's being led around. She sees uh, Rebel Wilson do a song and dance number with the mice and the roaches, and that's pretty fun. And then we meet another cat. Rum Tum Tugger. Rum Tum Tugger. It's who, Jason Derulo. Who, uh, <laughs> I don't really remember what his 
deal is? He is the annoying cat who can't make up his mind. He like Oh, that's right. He, yeah. Like if you if you give him a fish, he doesn't want that. He, he wants want ham. Fish. No, he wants something else. If you give him ham, he wants a fish. Yeah. If you open the door, he doesn't want to come in. If you close the door, he wants to come so, in. So so this is kind of the the essence of cats for me and why I ended up really loving it. <laughs> yeah. Is that even though it's insane <laughs> and and and, and and stupid and and weird and whatever like all of those things are true but then you're listening to the songs and you're like oh that is a type of cat isn't it <laughs> yeah. every single song in this like, i oh, swear yeah. to god every song i heard i was like that's a type of cat i know you, that cat you absolutely nailed it andrew he is that cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah he is that cat uh so the Buster other thing for jones fat rich cat who lays around and just eats and absolutely. drinks and is likes to snuggle Buster jones is a pretty good one uh mungo jerry mungo jerry oh my god mungo jerry and and uh uh, what is her other what's name? What's her What's her name? Uh, Rumple Teaser. Rumple Teaser. They are the best. They are <laughs> absolutely a delight. They are the cats who sneak into your house and break everything. They break everything, and then but they look the same. And this is important because when you're like, "Who did it?" <laughs> you're it's, like, it's, "I can't tell which one it is." Mungo, it could have been either one. Teaser. I guess we'll never know, and I guess I can't really punish them. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and they love it. They're so um, e- they love to cause mischief. But so we haven't gotten to them just yet. Oh, uh, sorry. So so it's at this point though that we. <laughs> I can't believe you remember the order. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so so so. Uh, it's like a series of music videos. Yeah. That are all themed exactly the same. The, it's at this point in the movie though that you realize after the the um the Rum Tum Tugger song is when you realize like these songs don't rhyme. Oh no! There's only like two or three songs in the whole show. I started counting after this one because I was like so intrigued by this. <laughs> the lyrics don't rhyme Mm-mm. almost ever. There's like two or three songs that are written in rhyme. Otherwise, they don't rhyme. They don't really make sense. Well, There's no like real structure sense. to them. It's actually the second time I watched it was I was realizing that there is some sort of pattern which is describing real types of cats. Mm-hmm. That I did not catch on the first time. <laughs> I was watching this like slack jaw, just like, what am I looking at? What kind of nightmare am I in? Like Jason Derulo is like dancing on a Johnny Rockets table or something. I <laughs> yeah, and he's a cat, and then McCavity is evil and like making them disappear. It, it feels crazy, and yeah. I, I only this time watching it was I was like, oh. He's like a fat cat. Yeah. And he's lazy. He's a Garfield cat. Yeah, and Rebel Wilson is the fat cat who's still like pretty active and and Yeah, and fun and bouncy yeah. and then like Derulo is the annoying Yeah. I get it now. So so that's a thing. So we've Which we've, made me like it a little more. <laughs> we at this point we've met McCavity, but we haven't really gotten his whole vibe. We just know he's bad. You kind of get that feeling from him. Yeah, well he's like he you you see him just like swipe at another cat and they disappear no not yet oh that doesn't happen that doesn't yet? happen yet oh, no okay. he just met uh victoria he, he met victoria he, this is idris elba yeah Th- which by the way this is famous <laughs> actor serious actor idris elba Incredible in a actor. in a ridiculous fucking like panther costume <laughs> well the fucked up thing about his character is that they made his fur his skin color mm-hmm. like exactly his skin color yeah so he looks more naked than anybody else he does. Looks, and, and he luckily he's wearing a coat through most of the movie except for his song where he becomes completely naked yeah also i love that like some of the cats wear clothes and some of them don't i don't know what that means <laughs> no real reason for it but some of them do some of them don't right uh but so we've met him once he like set, he introduced himself to victoria and then uh uh mr mistopheles is like hey we gotta get the fuck out of here this guy's no good let's get out of here right uh so now we meet him again and this is when we kind of get more of a sense of how evil he is uh and he makes rebel wilson disappear uh yes and then uh we're we're at uh uh, Bustopher Jones's house, and he's showing you how fat he is, and he rules. Uh, <laughs> Bustopher Jones is good, yeah. Uh, and, and then um, we go off with um, uh, uh, the the thieves. What are their names? Mungo Jerry. Mungo Jerry and and, and Rumble Teaser. And Rumble Teaser. We go off with them, and I then think we see Sk- Skimbleshanks first, right? Which one is Skimbleshanks? He's the he's oh the, he's the he's boring the tra- one. He's the fucking lame one. He, I don't he's like the train him. one. No, 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 not the train one. Scrimble Shakes is the train guy. Who's the lame one? Who's the boring one? Who just is like kind of like Victoria's friend? <laughs> That's like his main character oh, trait. Oh, yeah. 
What is that guy's name? Anyway, the point is we're we're meeting more cats. Uh, and 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 through all this time, uh, uh, fucking evil guy, McCavity. McCavity. Th- their names are very hard to remember. It's a oh, Monkey Strap is the boring one. The boring one, yeah. So so uh, McCavity. Uh, after their songs, basically every time after this, he he makes them disappear. Yeah, which we don't know why. We don't know why. We don't know where they're going. We just know that he like swipes at them. They turn into dust, and he turns into dust, and he goes McCavity. <laughs> he does. <laughs> He also has another catchphrase, like in. It's just like meow. <laughs> no, no, he says like incredible, indelible, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember what it um, is. Also, surprising lack of meows in this whole thing. Yeah, they don't really meow. They don't meow very they often. They hiss a lot. Every so often, go, you'll <laughs> hear a meow. Um. Anyway, James Gordon does a real like. James like, Gordon, I gotta say, I gotta say, very funny in this. I, I can't deny it. He can't deny it. He's <laughs> very good Jones in, in the Buster Jones song is very good. But then also when they're uh, w- later on, when we reveal that they're on this like weird river boat, yeah, for whatever reason, they're being floated in a river boat and, and uh, they meet like a Brutus cat, tiger, whatever. Oh yeah. Growl tiger, growl tiger, uh, growl tiger sings his little song that sucks, scratches him. And, and, and James Corden has some line where he's like, he's cause he pronounces it like <laughs> teams. The, like t- the, Thames, the river yeah. teams and he's like you can't just you can't just change the pronunciation <laughs> because of it rhymes because it rhymes <laughs> and then he scratches him in that face he's like actually you can that's he's fine. like what thanks for explaining that to me <laughs> i understand rhyme now <laughs> uh so anyway so now we're at the jellicle ball uh oh, yeah we've met uh we meet deuteronomy she comes out and everyone's like oh my god it's deuteronomy holy shit uh, mm-hmm. So they go to the, the we're at the Jellicle Ball now. Uh, we get a couple of little numbers here, but the big one is McCavity. Yeah. The McCavity song whips ass. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, in, 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 in any just world where this is a real competition that is actually being judged based on the songs. McCavity wins. McCavity is the yeah, most Jellicle sure. cat of all. <laughs> he absolutely deserved to win this shit. What a fucking song. His <laughs> song rules. The Mr. Mistopheles song is great, but they fucking neuter it in this movie. I thought it was pretty bombastic, but maybe it's even more bombastic it's in this show. It's so pussified in this because they like they they make him like he's like, "Oh, I don't know if my magic works." That's true. His his Mr. Mistopheles. We got to uh, uh, can, can we pull up the uh, where are we at on time? We've got uh 4 minutes left. <laughs> All right, let's pull up the video cuz I gotta show this to you. It's it's simply the greatest. Wait, you love it? It's so good. <laughs> anyway, uh, so th- we're at the Jellicle Ball, uh, and and uh, 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 McCavity does his number, and he's like, "Well, listen, uh, I've kidnapped everybody else, and mm-hmm. uh, there's nobody else for you to possibly uh, award the most Jellicle." So, and, and my song rules. So you should probably give it to me. And she says, "Never." It will never be you, McCavity. Damn. Which is, you know, it, this is what I'm talking about. It's like in, in a fair world where this is actually a fairly judged <laughs> event. Right. You know, like my man should have fucking won, uh, but he didn't. And um, now is it from this one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. This top one here. But let's 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 finish off this little story here. Uh, so. So they, they uncover his plot. He steals Deuteronomy. They go. Deuteronomy rest- is, is Judy Dench. Is Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> uh, is, Who doesn't is, seem to have much mobility, but has a lot of zhuzh. Yeah. Uh, we, we meet also uh, the theatrical cat who's played by um, Sir Ian McKellen. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of like, <laughs> just like really serious. <laughs> what is this person legitimate doing? Legitimate actors. Yes. Who are in cat outfits. <laughs> People must love this show. I don't even. I mean, I don't even know if that's true, but. Uh, is that not so? It ran forever. Yeah. Is it fun to see? Have you never seen I've it? I've never seen it, no. Uh, so then, um, so so uh, at some point, Victoria meets this kind of like bedraggled old cat who sings a little bit of the song Memory to her. Uh, and she's like, I'm an old cat. I used to be beautiful. Now I'm not anymore. Right. And she's like, you should, you should enter into the Jellicle Ball. And she's like, never. It could never be me. And then she does it. And the song is beautiful. Everybody cries. And Judy Dench gives her... She she announces her as the Jellicle Cat, and yeah. uh, they put her in a fucking hot air balloon and send her off. 
When does Taylor Swift do her thing? She's that's uh, at the ball. She's the intro for uh, for McCavity. Oh right, right. Uh, and she's great. Bomba Larina. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Grizabella goes off in the hot air balloon. She's the Jellicle pick yep. or whatever. Yeah, Jellicle choice. And then Dame Judy Dench sings the last song about how we're cats. They're all sitting on a fucking lion statue out in, in the middle of London. Right. And she sings a song directly to the camera. Yes. That's like, cats are not dogs. We're definitely not that. And we're also cute and Jellicle. Yeah. Which I had to look up what it meant. It It's like a T.S. Eliot thing. Hmm. That's like what a ki- ki- like a cur- like a childlike corruption of dear little cats. Yeah, Jellicle. Jellicle. I Jellicle. gotta say, I fucking loved this movie. <laughs> I had a great time. Uh, it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. <laughs> know what you're getting into. Know what you're getting. I into. I don't think you should. I mean, like, not 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 in that sense. But I mean, like, I think it's fun to not know what you're getting into. Absolutely. But what I mean in terms of knowing what you're getting into is like don't go into this expecting to see you know a good quote-unquote good movie expect to see something that's insane and like nothing you've ever seen before that never stops stimulating your senses yes that's true it's funny because when we talked about doing the musical it was like oh i have an excuse to watch cats again and it's Mm -hmm. like i i didn't think i even really liked it when i first saw it it was just like, but I, my attention was held mm-hmm. very clearly. When I saw it again, I was like, nah, I like this movie. Like, it's fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, it demands your attention <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't disappoint you. It doesn't ever disappoint it's you. It's pretty long too. And mm-hmm. it uh, never feels long. Yeah. You By the time, well, it's only two hours, but yeah. it doesn't, f- for a movie that has no story, no characters except for to say hi i'm a fat cat hi i'm a trail train cat like it's surprisingly engaging yeah very fun sets very fun sets that are too big or too small yeah they're like in a dumpster but they're like way too small it's like a cavernous dumpster Mm -hmm. and then they're in like a bucket and they barely fit in it like it's very strange yeah it doesn't know what it wants (laughs) but it like kind of wants to give you this sort of like topsy-turvy dreamlike feel i guess like everything feels like kind of a nightmare <laughs> uh which is why it's so fun i think mm-hmm. um i don't know it's a weird movie and it probably shouldn't have been made but i kind of glad that it was made <laughs> yeah it's it's psycho shit it's great yeah. i love it you should watch it i'll go ahead and recommend it too yeah uh, i'm gonna be a little less enthusiastic <laughs> uh I, it's hard for me to imagine somebody not liking this though like not having not in a liking like oh i genuinely think this is a good movie but in a it's hard to watch this and not be sort of infected with its energy and just be like this is absurd yeah and have i a almost really woke goofy nico time. up so many times just laughing at this movie <laughs> i had a great time you will laugh at it that's yeah. the thing watch it with somebody like you get- will laugh at it but you also will hear a couple of songs that you'll be like I actually like this song. No, no, no. That's the thing. The songs are fun. Yeah. And, but there's, because I've always had like a sort of theater allergy, like mm. that kind of production, like the Phantom of the Opera really annoys me. Like this like sort of chintzy, uh, like bad electric drums and synths that like aren't produced very well for some reason, even though they win Grammys and stuff. This movie starts with like, it sounds like a demented snes game that was made by Tyco or something yeah. that's like a, an off-brand snes game synth and then becomes and it's all about cats there's quite a few moments that sound like boss battles from a s- s- super nintendo game yeah it's crazy <laughs> and uh that's cool i think that's cool and if that sounds cool you probably will like it maybe if you like smoke weed smoke weed and you'll yeah, really definitely. enjoy it have a couple of beers whatever it is that get you drunk. do to like get yourself a little lit like do that like if you were going to watch a bunch of aqua teen whatever you would normally do Ooh, yeah or if you were even better if you were about to go to a show like if you were about to go see a band <laughs> yeah do whatever you would have done before that <laughs> yeah take molly and watch this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i would love to do that yeah it would be crazy yeah. Just be like kind of writhing around on your couch <laughs> <laughs> like the cats are. 
I'm a cat. They do all kind of feel like they're on Molly all the time. Yeah, yeah. they're like touching each other with their heads all the time. Yeah, they always look like they're about to go in for a kiss, and then they like nudge their heads against yeah. each other. It's do you, great. Do you know that they used to have buttholes? I heard that. I'd love to see what that looked that like. That was confirmed by a VS, VFX artist mm-hmm. that like, I think they were saying like a third of the movie was done. And like a producer came in and was like, what the fuck is this? They have assholes. Take them out. That rules. They had to go through and take the buttholes out. But that, it's, it's, it's incomprehensible that anyone thought you could put b- human buttholes. <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> but at the same time, it does kind of feel like it's very within the. There's so many little things in this movie that are like make me feel uncomfortable and i laugh at the same time like there's a moment when all of their tails go like up Mm. in like in shock in but it's a choreographic moment and i just like laughed at that (laughs) it's so strange so uh, yeah if uh if you want to see one of the weirder movies we've ever watched you should probably watch this one this is definitely weirder than like holy mountain (laughs) it's up there i think it's uh and it I think what's what's even more impressive about it is that it might be intentional. I can't tell. Like Tom Hooper feels like a little bit he's in on the like he likes it for the reason we like it. Mm. Like he didn't want to he didn't want to make a precious, loving, uninteresting cats movie. He wanted to make a bonkers cats movie. That's true. And 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 to some degree, like the source material is such that you really can't not make it bonkers. Yeah. Like, like it's just crazy overall but i think that they could have made like first of all you could have done regular cgi cats and had people voice them right or cartoon you know maybe like make it a cartoon where they are you know sort of sing their songs and that would have if that was the case and it was all a cgi movie like an animated film this wouldn't be as interesting right it would be a sort of like okay a nice kids movie about cats sort of weird doesn't have a story but it wouldn't have seemed as strange as this does everything about this movie is bizarre and they made the weirdest choice they could yeah so i think that's that's reason enough to check it out <laughs> yeah highly recommend yeah uh so you want to watch this yeah this let's do a quick uh you know patreon.com slash generation loss for bonus episodes oh you want to just uh, you want to play us out yeah we'll play us out on this okay wait okay so thanks for listening we're gonna at the end of this we're gonna listen to mr Mistopheles live and laugh at it um i mean this is the stage one yeah so this isn't as crazy but anyway this is more crazy thanks for listening go to patreon.com slash generation loss if you'd like to hear more of our show this is the end of musical month next month i think doesn't have a theme yet yeah i don't even know if we've even like booked it yet i mean i've just been putting shit in there but uh we will let you know next week uh but otherwise you will hear um bonus episodes there generally it's about the movie news sometimes it is about another show we're watching or a movie we're watching uh sometimes it's themed topics uh it's all a lot of fun you can go to the discord and hang out with us there um where we do posts quite often um and we show the movie thanks to our friend pfeiffer who shows the movie every week the sunday before the episode comes out Follow us on Twitter at GenLostPod and follow us individually from there. And we will see you next time. See you at the movies. That is movies. And we all say, oh, well, I never was there ever. A cat so clever as a magic bear. Stumble, stop, police. He's quiet, he's small, he is black. From his ears to the tip of his tail. He can creep through the dreamiest crack He can walk on the narrowest rail